What's up, Bandive crew? James here. And before we jump into this episode, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever wished there was a way to connect with me as well as other listeners in real time? I have the solution. I finally got around to making a Bandive Discord server, which is people have been asking me for years and I just wasn't listening. I wish I had done this sooner because I couldn't be happier with the results. It's been fantastic. And we would love to see you join us. We have discussions about the music business, gear, the podcast, and a general channel as well. You can join the discussion now by visiting bandhive.rocks slash discord. Again, that is bandhive.rocks slash discord. Welcome to episode 43 of the Bandhive podcast. You're listening to the Bandhive podcast, the number one online resource for DIY bands to learn about the music business and touring. If you want to turn your band into a lean, mean touring machine, you're in the right place. Now, let's get this show on the road. It is time for another episode of the Bandhive podcast. My name is James Cross, and I'm here with Aaron Jingris of Suburban Samurai. How's it going today, man? I'm doing so well. It's starting to feel like fall, and I'm into it. We were talking a little bit before we started taping, so I'm, I'm going to try to connect these two dots. We've got fall, it getting chilly, spending more time indoors maybe, and it sounded like you had something that you'd have a lot of fun with indoors. I do, and I just want to say that, first of all, when it comes to fall, I am into it, but as soon as it gets to winter, I am so over it. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) That was not planned, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone else listening to this episode, that was off the cuff. Thank you, Aaron, for tossing me that bone right there. (laughs) I need I need to like step my game up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think for the sake of the podcast, you actually just need to have every pun <laughs> in your head before I say it so you can avoid it and I don't make these terrible puns on the podcast anymore. I think that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> but yeah, to answer your question, it is good timing for fall and winter because I'm stoked. For those of you who don't know me, personally, which is probably most people listening to the podcast, I like gaming, especially when it comes to flight sims. Microsoft just released a new flight simulator title, which looks absolutely amazing, last week at the time of recording. By the time this comes out, it'll be like a month ago. Anyway, that flight simulator does not run on Mac. (laughs) So in the last week, it's actually only two days ago, but it feels like last week. (laughs) You can tell what I've been doing the last couple days. I received from a very generous human being a really awesome 8-core AMD Ryzen gaming computer. Whoa. Which kicks Flight Sim's butt. (laughs) So I'm very stoked. And now I can also, going back like 10 years, play Skyrim for the first time because that didn't cooperate with like Boot Camp on Mac. It wasn't really a fan. And like all these other games that I've missed out on for the past 10 years of being a Mac person. So I'm very stoked. If anybody listening happens to be a fan of Flight Sim 2020, feel free to shoot me an email, james at bandhive.rocks, and let's go flying. Or if you are on Steam, you can add me, lead underscore airplanes. So that's lead airplanes with a line in between. And uh, hit me up there. But uh, for Flight Sim, I play that through the Microsoft store. So just hit me up via email, and we'll figure out how to connect there. But yeah, that's my new and exciting news is I can finally play games again. (laughs) That sounds so fun. I'm stoked. I'm caught between being 
super stoked for you because that sounds so fun. But also you mentioned Skyrim being like 10 years ago. <laughs> and that just like, I, that was like a gut punch. <laughs> like you're because you're totally right. And I feel so old. <laughs> so that is that's so awesome, too, because that's an awesome game. Yeah. Another friend of mine called me out on that. Like <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, Skyrim is on ultra like it auto detected. It's ultra graphics. And he goes like, well, that's 10 years old. I'm like, no, it's only like five or six years old. And he's like, no, dude, it came out in 2011. It's almost 10. Oh, and I was like. Get out. Oh, <laughs> no wonder I can run it on Ultra. <laughs> oh. Well, the joke's on them because I, from what I remember, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah. And I mean, anything <laughs> made in the past 10 years or so, computers are getting ever more powerful, but anything made 10 years ago would still be able to do like basic stuff, running operating systems, browsing the web, any kind of work stuff, which is also, you know, that's why so many. 10-year-old MacBooks are still worth a lot of money. Like I have a 2011 MacBook and I was just looking up what that goes for on eBay and they're going for like $400 or $500 when I paid only, I think it was $2,200 for it new when I went off to college. Nice. And they hold their value because yeah, they're old, but it's not like 10 years ago, you would never get a 10-year-old computer because they were like an eighth of the power. But now it doesn't really matter because you can still do all the basic necessities of like office work on a 10 year old computer. As long as it's not broken, it'll work fine. That makes total sense. But that had like not really occurred to me till just now. I'll be super curious to see like, I don't know if uh, like HP or something starts to implant some amazing and secret spyware on their own computers to like, I don't know, make them crash after two and a half years. So you have to buy a new one or something. Or maybe it's like you're forced into a, like a phone style, uh, like subscription, you know, monthly payment or something. Cause I don't know. That's so cool that you're right. You could totally basically do anything on anything that's 10 years old at this point. Television too. Yeah. With phones, they're already seeing people are holding on to them longer because the technological leaps aren't as large anymore. Now it's all about the camera, at least for the iPhones. <laughs> but I gotta say, aren't you recording our episode right now on like a 10 year old MacBook? There you go. Uh, 2008 13-inch MacBook. Yep. Yeah, so that one's 12. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I should stop nerding out about technology now. I just <laughs> had to share my excitement. Thank you for uh, asking about that, Aaron. But yeah, for anyone who's looking for a computer and you don't need to do anything super intensive, you know, look for a good quality used MacBook. Make sure that whatever model you're buying doesn't have any known issues like the early 2011 MacBook Pros that always have their graphics cards die. I would know I'm on the fourth one. Thanks, Apple, for replacing it for free every single time. Anyway, that all aside, it's time to talk about our actual topic, which has nothing to do with computers. I suppose until the very end, we'll get there. But Aaron, why don't you go ahead and uh, let the audience know what we're going to talk about today and Go ahead and jump right in with it. So we're talking about daily habits. These days, a lot of us are shut in or in one way or another less physically social than we used to be. And so we've sort of done some thinking. And, and we actually, I think this topic was suggested by a member. And if I'm recalling correctly, they're just, you know, wanting to hear about some of the things that either as a you know, tech guru or a musician or a little bit of both or something else entirely 
what you could do every day to kind of like keep your chops up and keep limber. So we split this into three categories. And the first one is musician. The first bullet point under that is it's easy. It's obvious. It's practice. I'm a drummer. So the bullet point I created was practice for the drummer out there. That means, you know, obviously if you've got a kit, if you've got a space, use that. You're lucky a lot of people don't. But even if you don't have a space, you can be super, super loud in every day all the time. That also could mean, you know, practicing rudiments on, you know, you've got your sticks, right? So you could practice rudiments on your couch, <laughs> on your on your desk. You could practice rudiments on your downtime while watching TV. You could, you know, play with your fingers or with your wrists on your steering wheel when you're waiting at a really, really super long stoplight. I do that. It's like, uh, that might be something that's closer to like a nervous tick, but still it's productive. <laughs> um, so, you know, point being practice. And if you have to get a little creative with that, you're going to get extra brownie points at the end of the day for being creative and still getting that work done. You're going to keep your chops up and that's what matters. So practice, practice, practice. Yeah, agreed. And I would say that's something, some of these things, like when we get into the next section, it's probably going to be stuff that's only more of a weekday focus. But for practicing your instrument and your craft, you know, if that's really something that you're passionate about, that should be every single day of the week, unless, you know, something terrible happens and you just absolutely can't. If you can even get 10 minutes in a day, that's better than spending one day a week playing for an hour, just having that muscle memory built up every day. Anyway, the next thing we wanted to talk about is just learning by watching. And if you go back to episode 41 with Christian James of James and the Giant Sleep, they talked extensively about learning by watching. And in that case, it was about video techniques mostly, but also slightly about playing music. So if you follow artists who are inspiring to you, if you subscribe to their YouTube or follow them on Instagram, that will be really useful to you because you will become more creative by watching what they do Either you'll get this energy and say, hey, I want to do something that's that awesome. And you can either learn what they're doing and that'll influence your future writing of whatever part you're writing, whether it's drums, vocals, anything that you play, or it'll just kind of give you more ideas based on that right away. If you want to listen to Christian's episode, just head on over to bandhive.rocks slash 41. That's the number four one. And you can check out that episode or you can, of course, find it in your favorite podcast app. I definitely recommend that episode. Christian has a lot to talk about. And I think they're really an amazing creative, not just as a musician, but in so many different aspects. And really, Christian just has a great head on their shoulders when it comes to setting priorities, is how I would put it. Because they have a goal, and that's what they're going to do. It doesn't matter what they have to do to get there, but they're going to get it done. And speaking of getting stuff done, uh, the next bullet point ties into both uh, practice and watching and being inspired by others and getting stuff done. And that is upload your own content. So say you haven't been out playing shows uh, every night, every other night, every week, every month, whatever, for the last, you know, six months, like the rest of us. One thing you are still able to do, upload your own content. You know, chances are you've got a smartphone or you've got some sort of access to some sort of technology that would let you upload something to the internet. So if you're able to do that, the thing that I'm picturing is, I'm a drummer. Up until very recently, I wasn't this lucky, but for the last couple of months, I moved and I lucked into moving into a spot where I am able to be pretty loud within reason 
And so I'm taking advantage of that opportunity to make some drum videos. I'm doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And the idea is, even though I cannot be out physically in front of people playing by myself or with my band or, or anything else, that's still a way for you to, A, be creative and sort of practice I don't want to say practice stage presence, but practice a performance, you know, whether it's still, you know, a real production, a real performance front to back, or whether it's you videotaping yourself trying to learn a new part, learn a cover song, whatever it is. It's an engagement with your audience in a different way, but it's still a super, super meaningful way. That sort of ties into the idea of, you know, you as a musician being an extension of your band. And a lot of people would be into that. It's a way to sort of peek behind the scenes. Maybe it's, you know, how something gets done behind the scenes. Or, I mean, a lot of people, if they like your music, chances are they wouldn't mind getting to know you, especially if the way in which they can do that is, you know, watching you figure out a drum part or a bass part or, you know, a sax part, whatever it is. It's interesting. It's relatively easy to do. And it keeps you relevant. And that's more important now, arguably, than ever. Definitely. And I think I just want to give a shout out to somebody who does that amazingly well on Instagram. His name is also James. His profile is at J the Dark Knight. No spaces, no underscores, nothing like that. Just J the Dark Knight. And he is in the band Unit 33. But what caught my eye is basically he does multiple posts a day with different covers from different bands. And he'll just basically sit down and record a cover for each song on an album and then release it slowly over the progress of a month. But he'll be doing multiple albums at the same time from different bands. And so last month in July, he did a bunch of Motion City soundtrack songs, which is, they're one of my favorite bands. And that's how I stumbled across his profile. But it's just so cool to see, like, you know, I'm not a huge social media person, but I always enjoy seeing his covers pop up on the feed. It's like, oh, cool, there's another cover. Like, what is it now? Because you never know what's going to be next. And, you know, there are bands that maybe I'm not as big a fan of and other bands that I'm more into. But he's got quite a variety going. And it's amazing to see that he posts, I think, like two or three videos a day, every single day. I definitely recommend if you need some inspiration on what to post, go check out at Jay the Dark Knight on Instagram or go look at Aaron's page, which I think is at I am Aaron Jingris, right? Yep. Is there an underscore in there somewhere? Nope. Not even fancy enough for an underscore. Okay. All lowercase, one word. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, because you have a bunch of drum stuff on there. And so just having some content to put out there daily is great. Even if you didn't record it that day, feel free to batch it. (laughs) Batch it and nobody will know, you know, unless you tell them you did it all in one day. Nobody will know. But have that content going out there because people will see that and it's just a great habit to get into. So Aaron, I'm actually going to let you tackle this next one as well, because this is something that you've been doing lately. I think you can give more context to it than I could. Oh, sure. It's Sing. Kind of weird and maybe out of left field and kind of, you know, niche, but, you know, not everybody's a singer. But personal example here, I'd never, and I probably never will really consider myself a singer. But, you know, again, we've all been home more than not lately. You know, and I've been putting a real focus on my vocals over like the last, you know, five to six months, both, you know, improving my, just the vocal ability itself, but also, again, as a drummer, like you can kind of separate your limbs, your arms and your legs and your fingers and all sorts of things coming out of your torso, like drummers usually do and percussion players usually do. 
but you can kind of separate your voice as well. And that's like a whole nother challenge. If you want your mind blown, and I'm sure most everybody listening can think of a drummer who also, you know, maybe they're not the lead singer, but they at least provide backing vocals. And there are a lot of drummer lead singers out there too who are incredible. But point being, if you're into challenging yourself, even if it's not just like you standing in a room and singing and learning a new skill, which would also be awesome, but just personal example as a drummer, it's totally like, figuring out you have another limb that you need to separate and it just kind of throws like a really creative constructive monkey wrench in the whole thing um you know if you want to learn to sing when you're playing drums or any instrument i just say drums because i'm a drummer you're gonna have to relearn how to play some parts that you thought were pretty easy before and so it's going to kind of challenge you in interesting ways and it's going to force you to kind of come at very familiar parts in new ways and from new directions, which for me is a really cool thing. But then also, even if you're not trying to sing and drum at the same time, if it's just, you know, another layer, another thing to consider, I found that I think of parts even more melodically than I typically would when I'm trying to write a drum part because, you know, there's another component to it. I've always done that a little bit, but since putting a little bit more effort into that directly, it's been noticeable. You know, I'm thinking about, again, the same parts that I've been playing for years or longer in a different way, and it's super cool. So again, sing, discover that extra limb and separate it. And just, you know, the whole idea is it could be singing, it could be whatever else, but find a way to come at something familiar from a new direction and you might learn something new about yourself. And on that note, Aaron, a few weeks ago after the episode we did, I don't know if it was 41 or one of the previous ones, we were nerding out about music and you shared the name of an amazing band from, I think, Montreal or somewhere in Quebec. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Oh, Mute. They're so good. Yeah, I checked out a couple of their songs and they sound killer. So if anyone wants to check out a band with a really amazing drummer who sings, they'll be in the show notes at bandhive.rocks slash 43. That's the numbers four three. But moving on into our next overarching category, we're going to talk about business. Because as much as it's important to keep your musical chops up, you know this, the Bandhive podcast always brings it back to business. Because remember, your band is a brand, your brand is a business. So it doesn't matter what your focus in the band is, whether you're, you know, the general manager of the band or you have a specific role, you know, audio, video, booking, organizing the merch, doing social media, or really whatever section of the band you control, because we have a really extensive list here. That's a total tongue twister if I try to read them all. (laughs) There's like 20 things on this list. I'm impressed that you put all these down. I would have been like, here's three examples. That's good enough. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good to stay in touch with people who have similar focuses. So if you're doing the mixing and the recording for your band, communicate with other audio engineers, even if they aren't musicians themselves. Be in a Facebook group for recording engineers and be in a good one because there's some Facebook groups out there for engineers that literally every day is like, what DAW is best? It's like, that's not really adding value. Find a group where people discuss valuable tips more than just the basic, how do I start this? Unless that's where you are. But if that's where you are, I wouldn't go to a Facebook group because people are just going to argue about what DAW is best. Anyway, for whatever topic you're in, find a group 
that you're comfortable interacting in, learning with, and grow that sense of community. Have some people on your friends list that you can hit up and share tips with or ask questions, troubleshoot together, things like that. It all comes down to not being in a bubble. If you're in a bubble, how are you going to learn new techniques? You might discover something new and useful, but chances are other people are doing things better than you and you can learn from them if you just communicate with them and listen to what they have to say. One place you can do that is the Bandhive Facebook group. If you're interested in joining a community with over 300 artists who are interested in growing their businesses, you can head on over to better.band group. Again, that's better.band group. Or just search for Bandhive on Facebook, and we would love to have you there. Like I said, that's a great place to communicate with over 300 other DIY artists, musicians, and creatives who are interested in learning as well as sharing what they already know. The next bullet is really just all about keeping in the loop, reading, watching, subscribing to industry publications and other educational sources. You know, there are a million and one different outlets that you can find out there, but uh, to name a few, you know, you have Polestar, uh, you have whatever gear publication you like for your instrument. You have things like Billboard. There are other resources like Hypebot that I think they do a really good job of presenting a smattering of uh, <laughs> different industry news all in one spot. Graham Cochran, other online educators and teachers who you trust. And of course, you know, a super easy thing to do would be, you know, if you have a, a Google account, you can set up Google alerts and really get pinged. You know, at any point, there's something that's published based on like a certain keyword. Whether you're in a band or you're a solo artist or, you know, you like Thunder Guitars, whatever it is, feed Google a bunch of keywords. And then you're going to, you know, you're not going to get bothered by a bunch of stuff and you're going to have to sift through it and figure out what you're interested in or not. Chances are, if you get pinged, it's going to be because you fed them one of the keywords and you know you're going to be into it. So in short, just keep up the date, keep reading, keep an eye out for anything that might be interesting to you and keep on learning. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, you should definitely set up a Google alert for your band name. That's something you need to have. And if you have a band name that has a lot of other stuff popping up for it on that alert, that's probably a sign that you don't have a very good band name because that means that people won't find you if they Google your name because they're finding all that other stuff. But it's very important and that way you can track stuff and you might find out that, you know, some blog wrote about you and you didn't even know, but now you do because you have the Google alert set up. So that's actually something that's really important to do. And I'm now thinking of, you know, most people probably don't know about that. So I'm going to at some point do like a quick little how-to on how to do that because people need to do that for their band. And you can do it for your personal name too. You know, for me, like if I did that for James Cross, there's hundreds of us in the world. I would just get spammed. But if you have a unique name, like I don't know how many Aaron Jingresses there are, definitely not nearly as many James Crosses. <laughs> so if you were to do that for your name, Aaron, you might actually get pretty quality results if all of a sudden like somebody posts about SubSam and mentions your name. Yeah, I'll either get pinged about uh, the band or myself or um, the other guy with my exact name who uh, went to the same college I did, which was like no totally way. weird, never happened to me before. But it's either going to be about <laughs> me or him, so I still like those odds 
So I'm still going to be doing that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I already did it. But if I hadn't already done it for myself and the band and other (laughs) stuff, I would totally do it now. It's super easy. And like you said, James, it's a great way to figure out like there's somebody out there who's totally into you and you had no idea. It's a great way to make your day. Or I don't really like this as much, but it's also a really great way to keep an eye out if somebody's, you know, totally throwing you shade. It's a good way to participate in what it is to uh, damage control as well. So it's totally a win-win either way. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, you better believe when I say that every major brand has a Google alert or something similar set up because they want to track every single time their brand is mentioned. They'll go so far as to get apps that track Twitter mentions without the at. So it'll be like, hey, somebody said AT&T, but they didn't tag you. Like, here are all the tweets. And there's like 20,000 tweets of people complaining about how terrible AT&T is or how much they love it. But I find that unlikely (laughs) in comparison. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, setting up a Google alert is super easy. And that's a great way to stay up to date. And when you set it up, it'll let you choose how often you want it. I would say daily. That way you don't get spammed if there's like 20 results all of a sudden for your band. But anyway, moving on, it's time to talk about you. All these daily habits are great, but guess what? They're not going to get done if you have not set time aside for yourself. Because if you don't do that, you're going to get burned out. So to avoid burnout, take some time out of your day to focus on yourself. We actually did an entire episode about this. It's episode 32, Don't Let Burnout Ruin Your Career, How to Separate Yourself from Your Art. You can check that out at bandhive.rocks slash 32. That's the numbers three and two. Listen to that episode to hear us go deep into how to avoid burnout so you can still do music and business what you really want to do. If you're a musician, that's what you want to do, but you need to take care of yourself. So the first thing is take at least 30 minutes a day to do something you truly enjoy. And when I say this, I mean, put it on your calendar. Even if it's like from 8 to 8.30 at night, put in there like, this is my time. At this time, I'm going to do what I want to do. That could be reading a book, whether it's, you know, fiction, nonfiction, whatever you want. It should be what you enjoy. Playing video games, taking a walk. The point here is that This is something you want to do. It's not something you should do or you have to do. This is time for you. If you have kids, maybe that's playing with your kids. Or if you have a dog, you know, playing fetch, you know, whatever it is, do something that you love to do. Maybe that's practicing your instrument some more. But honestly, I would say even if you love practicing your instrument so much, you're already doing that daily. Find something else that you love to do too. So you have a little variation there throughout your schedule. So on top of that, after you take at least 30 minutes to do something you truly enjoy, take another 30 minutes to do the things that you don't want to do, but should, whether that's, you know, working out, whether that's cleaning, whatever it is, you're going to knock that thing off your list. Might not be fun in the moment, but you're going to feel good about doing it. And then it gets done. And then you have the rest of the day to either continue to do things that you enjoy, do some work, do whatever else. But That's a great strategy to use just to keep on the ball and keep productive. So really, by scheduling in time for yourself in advance, you know it's your time. It's time for you to work on your mental health and do the things that'll help you keep up your other daily habits in the long run. 
Our whole point with this episode is to talk about the habits that will help you grow a successful business. So while you might be perfectly happy if you're only focusing on what makes you personally happy and ignoring the other things, the reason to set habits is because when you're in a habit, you are going to do those things because it's a habit. If it's not a habit, you're not going to end up doing the things you don't want to do because you never do them. So you'll say, oh, I can do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes the next day and so on. It's vital if you want to become a better musician, practice every single day. Like I said earlier, even if it's only 10 minutes, practice. Practicing for 10 minutes once a day, every day, is way better than practicing for an hour or two once a week because it gets you in that rhythm, no pun intended, (laughs) and it helps you keep that habit going. Whereas if you practice once a week, it's so easy to say, ah, I don't feel like it, I'll just do it next week, and then you missed a whole week of practicing because you only practice once a week anyway. When it comes to your business, these are things that you have to do every day. Now, granted, again, there are some things that you might only do on weekdays, like responding to non-urgent emails, but checking in on the Facebook groups that you network in, that's important. You should do that at least once a day. It takes five minutes. Educating yourself. You should never stop learning. That doesn't mean you have to sit down and take a course every single day, but go through a couple lessons of something. Watch some YouTube tutorials. Learn something. Just keep it going so you don't fall out of that habit. And then, of course, coming back to personal, it's all about making sure that you have the emotional capacity and the energy to do the business habits that you've set in place and the musical habits that you've set in place to keep practicing. Because without those, you're just going to be nothing but personal habits, which is fine if you're happy with that. But like I said, you are not going to be progressing in your career and you are not going to be progressing as a musician if you aren't doing all three of these on a daily basis. And remember, each of these three categories has different subpoints too. So you have to make sure that You plan out your time well and use it effectively so you're not wasting time, but you also still have time to enjoy doing the things you love to do. That is it for this episode of the Band Hive podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you've made a weekly habit of listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe in whatever player you are listening to. Or if you're listening on our site, you can head on over to better.band slash listen to find us in your favorite podcast app and subscribe there. It's really important to build good habits as we talked about in this episode. So if you're interested in sharing about a habit that you want to start and maybe get some accountability from group members, head on over to better.band slash group, post in the group about what habit you want to build, and you might find somebody who's trying to do the same thing, then you will have an accountability buddy. Next week, we'll be back with an amazing interview with Aaron Zimmer of Least of All Sound Recordings. I'm really excited for you all to hear that, so that'll be out next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern time. Be sure to tune in and listen to that interview. Aaron had some really good stuff to say, and it was an absolute pleasure to have him on the show. So again, we're looking forward to that. That'll be out next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Until then, have an awesome week. Stay safe. And of course, as always, keep rocking. Hey, you. Yeah, you with the headphones or the speakers. You've made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
while I still have you here, if you're not already in the Bandhive Facebook community, it would be great to see you there. We have over 600 like-minded musicians who are asking questions, sharing their experiences and advice, and much more. So if you want to improve your band's business, look no further than the Bandhive Facebook community. You can find it by searching for Bandhive on Facebook, that's B-A-N-D-H-I-V-E, or going to bandhive.rocks slash group. Again, that's bandhive.rocks slash group, and that will automatically redirect you to our Facebook community. I look forward to seeing you there soon.